to another episode of Exploring Art Podcast, a Florida International University student podcast for the creative curious. I'm your host, Josephine Hopper. I'm delighted to have Genesis Velasquez and Anthony Lavolsi. Welcome to Exploring Art Podcast. In today's episode, we'll be discussing who Merce Cunningham was, his intention while creating his well-known piece, Winter Branch, and the interpretation of his audience. Merce Cunningham was an extremely well-known visionary choreographer, dancer, and innovator who revolutionized the world of contemporary dance through his never-ending passion for it. His groundbreaking approach to movement, collaborations with other artists from various disciplines, and exploration of chance as a choreographic tool have left a tremendous mark on the field of dance. This episode explores the life, works, and enduring legacy of Merce Cunningham, highlighting his contributions to the development of modern dance and his fearless and inventive pursuit of artistic experimentation. Merce Cunningham was born on April 16, 1919, in Centralia, Washington. As a child, he showed a keen interest in dance and began his formal training at a young age. His choice to further his own education shows, to me personally, his profound interest for the art and because of this overwhelming passion of his, Cunningham actually joined a prestigious institution called Martha Graham Dance Company in 1939. I actually visited there when I was like two. Uh, I went with my grandma. I don't remember anything though, because I was like two. So. <laughs> Martha Graham Dance Company has been a world-renowned leader in the evolution of modern dance since it was established in 1926 by Martha Graham. Here is where people began to recognize the talent that Cunningham possessed in the dance community as he was granted many solos and became one of the company's principal dancers. He was known particularly for his jumps, which later contributed to his teachings on clarity of form, coordination between the torso and legs, rhythmic accuracy, elegance, spatial awareness, and virtuosity. During his time with the company, he honed his technical skills and developed a deep appreciation for the expressive possibilities that the world of dance could offer. Furthermore, Cunningham's artistic philosophy was deeply rooted in his belief in the autonomy of dance as a form of art. The autonomy of dance, in simpler words, means that it is left to the viewer to interpret the meaning of his piece. Although while creating a specific piece called Winter Branch, where his idea was to portray the falling and rising of the dancers, he ultimately left the meaning of the piece for the viewers to decide. I talk a bit more about the inspiration of Winter Branch in my section of the podcast as well. He rejected narrative and emotion-driven approaches, focusing instead 
on the pure movement and its relationship to music, space, and time. Yeah, his rejection of certain approaches was something he felt very strongly towards in order to sort of branch out from the traditional artistic art forms. To expand the horizons of dance, he sought collaborations with artists from different disciplines, including composers like the well-known John Cage, whom he'd worked with in most of his pieces he made during the height of his career. Cunningham also established connections with visual artists like Robert Rauschenberg and designers like Jasper Johns. These collaborations challenged traditional boundaries and resulted in groundbreaking works that blended dance, music, visual arts, and technology. In his outreach to other branches of art, he inspired the entire art community to do the exact same. It's really amazing how being a, being a job like being a choreographer, something people don't really think that much of, can take you all across the globe and let you meet so many new people. One of Cunningham's most significant contributions to the world of dance was his use of chance operations as a choreographic tool. And what were these chance operations? So his chance operations were simply rolling a dice or tossing a coin to decide the mixture of the dancer's movements within his works. That's a really unique way to choose how his performances worked. I really wonder if it caused any conflict in the studio. Not sure. Inspired by his collaboration and personal relationship with composer John Cage, Cunningham introduces an element of randomness into his choreographic process. He would create movement phrases, assign them sequences through chance methods, and then integrate them into the larger structure of the dance. This truly shows how Merce established this sense of randomness throughout his artistic pieces. His approach to choreographing his dances, allowing for unexpected combinations, and it gave dancers a sense of freedom and improvisation within his structured framework. Cunningham believed that chance operations could reveal the true potential of movement and challenge the limits of human creativity. And this idea helped him to take off in the art world. Merce Cunningham's overall impact on the world of dance is immeasurable. His innovative ideas and fearless experimentation transformed the field of dance, inspiring generations of dancers and choreographers to come. The Merce Cunningham Dance Company, founded in 1953, became a platform for showcasing his revolutionary works and its dissolution in 2011. Following Cunningham's death marked the end of an era. May he rest in peace. Nevertheless, his legacy lives on through the Merce Cunningham Trust, which preserves and promotes his choreographic works, as well as through the countless dancers, companies, and institutions that continue to perform and study his artistic achievements and inspiring ideas. Cunningham's influence extends beyond the world of dance. Yeah, I feel as he inspires us all to be not rule followers, but different, and to be proud of it, to stand out. 
His interdisciplinary collaborations and boundary-pushing approach have had a lasting impact on the broader art world. His work with visual artists and composers brought together different artistic disciplines, blurring the lines between dance, music, and visual arts. His emphasis on the independence of dance as a medium has influenced choreographers in other genres, encouraging them to push the boundaries of their own art forms and create unique and inspiring art as he did. All in all, Merce Cunningham's legacy as a choreographer, dancer, and visionary artist is profound. Through his relentless pursuit of artistic experimentation, he challenged the true conventions of dance, redefining its possibilities and paving the way for future generations. His collaborations, innovative use of chance operations, and dedication to the autonomy of movement have left a profound mark on the field of dance. Merce Cunningham's contributions continue to inspire artists to push boundaries, embrace interdisciplinary collaborations, and explore the limitless potential of their art forms. Next, here's Genesis, who will be speaking about Merce Cunningham's intention while creating Winter Branch and how the audience interpreted it. Thank you so much for the introduction. And on that note, let's get started. Winter Branch was an innovative composition that sought to explore movement for movement's sake. So what exactly does that mean though? Can you explain that for me, please? Simply to focus on the power of movement and embrace abstraction and autonomy. We continue to hear this word autonomy as we discuss Merce Cunningham and his intentions. Autonomy, by definition, means to be self-governed. In this case, it supports the idea that art follows no rules. To continue, it was the product of a collaborative process involving a dancer and choreographer, a composer, and a visual artist. Merce Cunningham, the choreographer, collaborated with avant-garde composer Lamont Young and visual artist Robert Rauschenberg who I had also mentioned earlier. Together, their collaborative effort aimed to create a truly immersive and successfully formed a multidisciplinary experience. The intentions behind Winter Branch can be seen in the interpretations that emerge from the piece. Viewers found personal and subjective connections to the composition. The variety of interpretations can be seen as reflecting the richness and openness of abstract art in of itself. One common interpretation is the embodiment of pure movement and freedom. The dancers, with their simple form-fitting costumes, moved with fluidity and grace, evoking a sense of liberation. This interpretation celebrates the beauty of the human body in motion, an ideal which is divorced from that traditional storytelling, which is often perceived as more of a quote-unquote normal purpose for a performance of art. 
Another intriguing interpretation of Winter Branch lies in the juxtaposition of order and chaos. The complex patterns and sequences created and included by Merce Cunningham in the dance create a sense of order, while moments of unpredictability and spontaneity disrupt the structured movement. In the performance, there are flashing lights that continue to flash throughout the entire duration of the performance. Mind you, these lights are not at all timed, but instead are completely random. This choice contributes to the unpredictability and encourages chaos. Some view this contrast as a metaphor for the fine balance between structure and chance that exists and spreads out throughout our lives. It reflects the complexities and uncertainties we face in life. In short term, it is sometimes perceived as a representation of a complex life. Personally, my first assumption about this piece, just based off the name, was that it's going to be calming and a peaceful performance. However, after watching it, I was surprised to find that it instilled more fear than anything else, and it just gave me an overall unsettled feeling, really. And even though it had a much different feeling than what I had first imagined, I still found the piece to be beautiful and the dancers very elegant. When I first read the name, I thought it was going to be a musical performance like mm -hmm. The Nutcracker, but um, it definitely was not that. Yeah. I totally agree with you guys that the title definitely, especially being a performance, does not really, you know, sound as what it does turn out to be after watching it. But the intention of a collaborative process in creating Winter Branch also inspires an interpretation that highlights the synergy or interaction of artistic elements. The composition brings together music, movement, and visuals creating a holistic sensory experience. An experience which acknowledges and appreciates the individual elements of art, but supports the idea that they come and must be together to form and create a bigger picture or performance. The avant-garde score by Lamont Young with its sustained and yet dissonant sounds resonates with the abstract movements on stage. Then, there are the visuals, including abstract imagery and black and white photographs by Robert Rauschenberg, which further enhance this multi-layered experience. Black and white was such an interesting choice. It really made it an original experience. Yes, I totally agree. Ultimately, Winter Branch is a composition that reflects the richness and openness of abstract art. Its intentions of exploring movement for movement's sake, embracing abstraction and autonomy, and encouraging a collaborative process shine through in the diverse interpretations it elicits. The composition allows viewers to engage with the complexities of life, appreciate the beauty of movement, and experience a harmonious yet individualistic sensory journey. It was a composition that challenged traditional artistic norms. 
and not everyone really liked that he challenged the artistic norms at the time. Yes, and before we continue, I want to acknowledge that we just got into the deeper meaning and purpose of this piece. But I want to rewind and go back to the beginning before we knew what his purpose was through this piece. Although simple, I find this to be an interesting fact. Prior to any research or understanding as to who Merce Cunningham was, I was under the impression that this would be a traditional performance. When I heard the word winter in Winter Branch, I thought of the words cold, blue, ice, and elegant. Automatically, these words alongside the knowledge of this being a performance led my mind to refer to traditional contemporary pieces. The first thing I thought of was the ballet piece, Swan Lake. I just wanted to point out the fact that something as simple as a title can be interpreted in so many ways. And I personally believe that Merce Cunningham and his choices for his performances was successful in creating something that would stand out from traditional pieces because after seeing his performance, Josephine and I were definitely looking at each other in shock because as she mentioned earlier, she felt fear more than anything in the piece. I didn't watch the video of the piece with them, but um, I did watch it on my own and I found it to be quite the compelling experience as well. Um, I definitely recommend it. Anthony, who will be discussing the artist's intention in comparison to the interpretation of the audience. Thank you for the introduction, Jojo. So, Merce Cunningham has definitely had a wide variety of interpretations from the audience, both good and bad. Um, he once said, this is a quote from one of his uh, interviews, I never think of anything in my works as definitive. This is supposed to reflect his desire to leave the interpretation of his pieces up to the audience. Um, one thing about that though is the audience didn't really always like this very modern open interpretation performances though. I feel like this shows how far we've come not only in the art world but as a society. Because nowadays, I feel like you are more encouraged to be free and to think outside of the box as opposed to follow strict guidelines that limit your creativity. Genesis, I'd have to say I completely agree. I like the idea that Cunningham was kind of ahead of this curve in society where it really was encouraged to be more open and fluid. I think you two both made excellent points. Um, back to what I was saying, over the years, the audience's perception of Cunningham's work has undergone a pretty big change. And so 20 years ago, he actually had a very hostile reception to um, his performance. Uh, people even would throw objects and other things to, at the dancers on stage. Um, but nowadays, like it's evolved into cheers and applause because he's made this piece that has 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 had such a unique artistic expression although common it always shocks me as how far an audience is willing to take their expressions out 
on someone, especially someone who is trying to provide a service such as entertainment for them. I also like how he stuck with his idea of chance choreography, despite the disapproval of his audience and the general public. And I really think it shows how he was truly open to any interpretation they retrieved from his piece. Yeah, I, I definitely like that interpretation. Um, so Cunningham has always aimed to present audiences with new experiences, uh, deliberately avoiding fixed meanings while uh, doing his works. So instead, he would treat each, each aspect of the stage individually so that it could be infused with something new and exciting, stuff like the props, the costumes, the lighting, even the stage itself. He wanted all of these features to be able to stand alone and uh, give a new experience individually. And so by doing this, he would really break away from the notion of a performance as a singular entity. And it would instead encourage the audience to engage with the dance and the performances on multiple levels instead of just visually. Yes, I totally agree. I feel like this further supports his idea of creating a holistic sensory experience. He definitely embraces the independence of the smaller components, such as the collaboration of different artistic elements in the piece. But together, like Anthony did mention, they create one singular entity that create a bigger piece of work. Most definitely. And so to zoom in on this, the, the specifically the music in his pieces is honestly one of the most intriguing aspects of this philosophy because of his avoidance of using any established songs in any of his pieces and performances. And the reason he did this is so that he could ensure that his own intentions and meanings didn't leak into the performance and change the viewer's interpretations of the uh, the performance. So instead of using any pre-existing music, he would collaborate with his composer, John Cage, and he would use Cage's very experimental music. And it, ha it, it always came original with these pieces so that this um, would open the door to endless possibilities and interpretations of his performances. And doing this, it would enrich the audience's experience. Wow, that actually makes sense. I feel like that may be something that you don't really realize, but it makes a huge difference. I feel the piece would have been more limited and to interpretation if he were to have chosen a specific genre of music or maybe some music with lyrics in the background. Definitely, and I like that about him because he always wanted to make sure that the audience was experiencing something that they had never seen before. And so this philosophy, Cunningham's philosophy, can be summed up by these words that he said. So the words is, I feel it's enlightening if you don't even know what something is. So he embraces the ambiguity and abstract nature of art, which is particularly evident when he first encountered the abstract expressionist painting, which is what this quote is from when he first saw uh, this painting in a museum. So the absence of any particular words to describe didn't really deter him. Instead, he kind of found freedom in exploring the boundless possibilities of dance and art. And so 
he took this and he saw the absence of a given interpretation and he took it and he saw it as an invitation to apply his own uh, ideas to the piece rather than a puzzle that he needed to solve to try and find out the author's interpretation of the piece. And to see an example of this, we should really take a closer look at the work we've been talking about throughout this whole podcast, which is Winter Branch. The concept for Winter Branch arose from what Cunningham refers to as facts in dancing. And so these two facts are one, the act of falling, and two, the subsequent act of rising unless one is to remain on the ground. And this is a really vague concept but it's very simple. It's a very simple concept for a dance. I appreciate how he kept the inspiration for this piece hard to deduct meaning from so that he could have no influence over how the viewers interpreted it. So despite the original concept seeming quite straightforward and simple, the interpretations from audiences worldwide have been incredibly diverse and really not at all connected to the original theme of falling and rising. And so Cunningham really recount, he recounts these uh, reactions to Winter Branch with honest amusement because in Sweden, it was, it was perceived as a commentary on race, race riots, while in Germany, it evoked thoughts of concentration camps. Londoners would associate it with bomb cities in Tokyo, it reminded people of the atom bomb. And uh, one of the most unique uh, interpretations of this is uh, a lady he met on the trip, the wife of a sea captain, she interpreted Winter Branch as a shipwreck. And this is something wholly unique to her because of the experiences she has as the wife of a sea captain. And Cunningham goes, goes on to acknowledge that every single one of these interpretations are valid because they draw on personal experiences from the people who viewed them. And so for Cunningham, the beauty lies in the audience's ability to relate to his work for various reasons based on these unique experiences that they felt throughout their lives. And it doesn't matter if the original concept was this simple idea of falling and rising what really matters is the multiplicity of the interpretations as each viewer finds these connections that resonate with them personally. Thank you for joining us so much today. Genesis Velasquez. Anthony Lavolsi. I appreciate it. This concludes Exploring Art Podcast. Subscribe to Exploring Art Podcast on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening. Please join us soon, and remember to stay curious.